Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. Today, my friends, is TV Tuesday, combining television... Or, I suppose I should say more specifically, shows that are on television with Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, why not? They both start with T, was my reasoning there. And her video games day was already taken. Something I like to say at the top of every show is there will be spoilers. I do not try to censor myself, as that makes things difficult, and I like to make things easy. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million (laughs) dollars. Oh boy, no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish like a beautiful cactus. Hmm. Ah. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related goodness before we hop into this TV Tuesday episode, and that is today's sponsor, which is Leftover Game Show Points. Once again, today's sponsor is Leftover Game Show Points. At the end of every game show, if there is points left over that have not been used, I gather those up and... Uh, that's what's sponsoring this particular episode, those points. So thank you to them, points. Very much appreciated. Hmm. Today, in my first TV Tuesday episode, back from my two-week hiatus, I thought I would uh, devote it to one show and one show only, and that is a new program. A new program from the man, the myth, the Chris Hardwick thought I was going to say Legend there, but uh, he works for Legendary Entertainment, so I thought it would have been too on the nose. Yes, uh, he has another show, and it is goddamn amazing. Am I surprised from this fact? No. No, I am not. My expectations going into the show were high, and they were met, which uh, is good. It is a good thing. The show is hard to describe. But I am going to make an effort to do so here. It is kind of a game show, kind of a panel show. It's got a little whose line is it anyways in that it's all sort of off the cuff. It's got a little Price is Right in that the games that they play are many and varied. Now, they're all games in a sort of Jeopardy style, three people in front of three podiums hitting buttons quite often. They're always in front of said podium so far in this this first week of filming. Uh, The contestants, quote-unquote, are comedians. Yeah, funny, funny people. Which, once you watch this show, show, mm -hmm, you will see that this is a must. You couldn't have just some Joe Blow off the street on this program because you got to be quick on your toes. Comedically speaking, I believe... And at this point, I will mention that I did not actually factually watch this. 
on the television through a cable provider. No, no, no. What I did was what I do with all my TV shows, and that is watch them either on DVD, well, not in this case, because it's only four episodes and they haven't yet come out with the four-episode DVD, or watch online, which I do do. <laughs> do do. It is available if you are listening in Canada. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Comedy Central. Comedy Network. Comedy Central. Uh, I forget which is which. I kind of get them backwards. I believe it is, and I may be getting this bass backwards, Comedy Central in Canada and in the United States, uh, the Comedy Channel. And, and I might be saying that backwards. I, I think I have right words, though. Anyways, that's where I have watched the first four episodes of this show. This nightly show, or four nights a weekly show, I should say, that is on after the Colbert Report, as I like to call it, uh, which is on after the Daily Show. So it goes Daily Show, then it goes the Colbert Report, and then it goes this show. So a uh, pretty, pretty uh, good schlot there for Mr. Hardwick. Which only makes sense, because he goddamn well deserves it. Just sort of on that note, apparently the show is being very well received, and he has joked around that the internet, and uh, I suppose Twitter in particular, is being nice to him with regards to the show, and not throwing out a lot of, you sucks, the show's is horribles. Not a lot of those things, which uh, is good, because it is not bad. It is, in fact, good. I have... For the most part, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, brought him back, which I don't think is a word, uh, the first four episodes. So, why don't I jump right in to the old notes, and then we'll see what we see what we see. The first episode aired on October 21st, which I do believe was a Monday. The first three contestants, and I kind of want to put contestants in quotes, just in that there's no sort of money or winnings involved, or at least none that they talk of, other than some pretty goddamn nice bragging rights. For example, when you are Kamel Nanjiani, you can brag over the fact that you beat out Mr. Doug Benson and Miss Natasha Leggero on this show. You could say, yeah, I beat you. And then perhaps you do a little dance. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani, who I've mentioned quite a number of times. In fact, I even have a podcast episode titled Is Kamel Nanjiani My Long Lost Twin? Because we both have podcasts. We both talk about video games on our podcast. Him all the time, me on for video games days. We are both married to women named Emily, and we're both from Pakistan. One of those things is not true. I will leave it up to you to decipher which is the falsehood. Doug Benson, another of the Brotherhood of Podcasts, who I have spoken of so, 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 so very many times. Super, super funny dude. Probably the hardest working stoned man in existence. And combining being stoned with being incredibly quick-witted uh, is kind of a bit of an oxymoron, I think. So uh, he had some really good ones during this. And then uh, Natasha Leggero, who I don't know and have not seen her too, too much, but every time I have seen her, she's always got a laugh out of me, so thank you for that. Uh, in fact, after watching this, I decided to sort of check out some of her stuff, because they mentioned uh, Tubbin' with Tash, which is 
Yes. How would you describe it? Well, how about I describe it? Uh, basically, in that she will sit in a hot tub with a person or peoples, and they will talk, and the talk will turn to funny things, and be funny, and odd, and crazy. And did I mention they're in a hot tub? Yeah. <laughs> the one I watched was with Sarah Silverman, and a little slice of awesome that. Uh, just how about, as I like to do, why don't you check that out? Hmm. While you're checking that out, check out Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies, and check out Kamal Nanjiani's The Indoor Kids, who, with his wife Emily, huh, will talk about, uh, you know, video games. Uh, I've written down here Game Show-esque, because it's almost more just an excuse to have funny people talk about random things that pop up. Things that have been uh, skimmed from the interwebs and brought back for the purposes of making fun of. Which is kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of similar to my Internet Day episodes in which I will weed through the sort of flotsam and jetsam of the interwebs and bring back those shiny, shiny pearls of edumacation and edumatainment, huh? Thingamabobs? What? Too many words made up of other words in that sentence to make any sense. But we don't have time for sense because I wanted to get this done on the way to work but I could tell that at the pace I am currently going, that's going to be impossible. Uh, I think what I've done is sort of written down some of the games that they have played. For example, uh, oh yeah, just on the note of the games that they play, the reason I kind of uh, liken it to Price is Right in one regard is that I watched four separate episodes, and although some of the games they will they played on each episode, they kind of have rotating different games that would pop in, or pop in and out. And I think that's a good idea. Keep it fresh and always have different games, just like the Price is Right. And you can add and take away games. Nothing sort of set in stone, which I think is a very smart, long-term way to do this. And uh, I would not be surprised if this show is long-term, and I certainly, certainly hope so. For example, Game the First, I do believe they did play, is one in which... A tweet from a famous person would pop up on screen, and then the contestants would have to add a hashtag to it. <laughs> Which, uh, oh no, it wasn't this one. Uh, they did this in another one, and I forgot, oh shit, I forget who it was. Maybe it'll come to me later. But uh, he kept doing hashtag butts at the end of things. Which, uh, I'd like a good ongoing callback joke like that, uh... Sometimes it could be hit or miss, but that one was mostly hit. Hashtag butts. I think it might have been Kamehameha Nanjiani. Yeah, I think it was, actually. One of the reasons that I sort of liken it to whose line is it anyways is for the obvious reason that it's all sort of off the cuff and nothing scripted. The other reason is that I kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of get the feeling that the points don't mean anything. Just like they did not mean anything in whose line is it. Anyways, they are sort of arbitrarily given by Chris Hardway. And that's kind of a got to be a tough job for the reason that these, for the vast majority, are going to be your friends on the show, and you're going to have to rate them sometimes in decreasing order of the funniness of their jokes. Uh, and that, I suppose, has the potential to piss people off, but uh, it's all in fun. It's all in fun. That, that should be when the contestants walk in the door. It should say above the door, it's all in fun. Uh, I think this one... Yeah, there was one where it was a variety of different Barbies. For example, Barbie's heads on the body of a chicken, 
Barbie all tattooed up and they had to name the Barbie. What it would be called when it was in box, for example. All very, very funny. Uh, and that's sort of an example of a game I saw in this episode and has not been back. So see, they can kind of throw things in and out. Another example is Etsy store or porn film. They've had sort of variations of this game where it'll give you the name of something. And in this case, you will we'll have to guess if it's a Etsy store or a porn film. Uh-huh. Etsy has some cool stuff. I've been on there a bunch of times. I bought from a Mr. Chris Gore, fellow podcastor, huh? uh, a signed copy of a movie he made. And uh, that's cool. And I love that. But if you know Chris Gore, you will know during his time on G4, I think in particular, he interviewed a lot of famous folk. And uh, he would always have sort of notes written down for questions he was going to ask said famous folk. And included within this purchase of this DVD was some of those notes. In fact, it was from an interview he did with uh, Nicolas Cage for Ghost Rider. And I can't remember if it was Ghost Rider 1 or 2. But uh, that's pretty cool. I got a little uh, little slice of that that interview there. Uh, which is right up my alley. Anyways, that was a bit of a tangent, but tangents are allowed. Chris Hardwick showed a video of a music video slash orgy from YouTube. This pretty crazy girl, and I don't mean pretty and crazy, I mean pretty crazy, in which the contestants had to write a Yelp review for the orgy. The only one I remember off the top of my head was actually Natasha's, which was one star, period, no lube, period. (laughs) That's good. The the last game the three of them played, I think is my favorite that I've seen, and this is one they've played every single time, I do believe. It's called Hashtag Wars. Uh, I don't really know where the hashtag part comes in. However, it is a game I've played sort of before. For example, the version I played was turning actual films into porn title films, such as, uh, let's go with my favorite, uh, Star Trek The Next Penetration, for example. In this one, it was movies that could also mean taking a poop, or I suppose more accurately, leaving a poop. Film poops. (laughs) Uh, Chris's go-to example for that was Operation Dumbo Drop. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I thought of a few while they were playing, and then they said them, so that was always, that was always fun. It's like you're playing along. And uh, this is another good thing of this show. This is the type of game where you could watch this, take it back to your friends, and play with yourself. <laughs> play with yourself. Lastly, the show ends with a head-to-head action. Uh, unfortunately, that means one of the contestants has to come in third place. In this case, it was Natasha Leggero. Which, uh, you know, that's too bad. But uh, I think it was fair in that uh, Doug Benson and Kumail Johnny did, I do believe, generate slightly more laughs. I think, I think. So then you'll have your head-to-head, and then uh, they call it FTW, a.k.a. For the Win, otherwise known as. And I think every time it has been sort of uh, involved in video, in which they would have to write something funny about the video. Now, I I like one thing they do about this, and that is when deciding the winner, 
you don't know who said what. Like, they will pop up on the screen anonymously, so you don't know which of the contestants wrote what. <laughs> on that note, yeah, it was Kamel Nanjiani had at the end of his hashtag butts, so you did know it was his, which was part of the reason I think he won, because he had this sort of ongoing hashtag butts throughout the thing, <laughs> which paid off in the end. <laughs> the end. Anyways, what was I saying? So I like that they do it supposedly anonymously, although not really there. But what I don't like, or I think can potentially cause troubles, is that the winner is whoever, according to Chris Hardwick's ears, gets the most laughs from the audience. So the audience decides. However, it is based on the amount of laughter, which I think can potentially cause troubles in that maybe they will sound so identical in laughter that he will just sort of randomly choose, and then people will tweet at him after, what the fuck? That, that other laugh was way louder than that other laugh. You bastard, they'll say to him. Because that is what the internet does. So, uh, I think, potentially, there's, there's ways around that, like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, do America's Funniest Home Video styles, and that, like, there's a button to push, contestant A versus contestant B, or, since everyone has a phone in their pocket, they could, everyone in the audience, text through with a code, A or B, to a number, and then that it's tallied up that way. So, something like that. I suppose it would add more complication on their end, but I think also potentially avoid some, some angry photo finish decisions. Ear photo finish decisions. Yeah. Alright, folks, I'm at work. Uh, yeah. I, uh, probably should have done that faster than I did, but the show's so goddamn good that, uh, I didn't. Ah. I will be back in eight hours, and, uh, we'll try to fit in the rest. That's what she said. But we'll leave one final thing to say, which is, of course, oh, my glob. I love you, Terry's. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again. Well, that was a long, long day. Because the boss man, I do believe, has never listened to the podcast, I think I could say this. Also, the fact that I've never mentioned the name of the company I work for. Yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure this is safe to say without uh, riling or ruffling too many feathers or jimmies. And that is yesterday, I had the day off. And the amount of sales in dollars the company I worked for did was $700, which is not very good at all. In fact, probably get near the lowest in a single day we have done all year, if I had to guess. Today, my first day back from a long weekend did $34,000 in sales, which is pretty good. Now, does that mean when I'm not there, shit doesn't happen? Obviously! That is simple math. Thus concludes Jordan's work talk. <sighs> At midnight, we are talking with Mr. Chris Hardwick. Episode number two, filmed, if they still in fact use film, which I do not believe they do, 
on October 22nd. I'm not going to talk about. I don't have enough time to fit in all four of these episodes. I just wrote in my notes here, so goddamn jam-packed, I'm going to skip what my note says, so that's what I'm going to do and move on to the episode filmed again on October 23rd. The fact that I had to do that is an indication of how awesome this show is. Alright? Follow me on this logic. Quite often, when I talk about a television show on this podcast, my notes will take up, say, half a page of this notebook. notebook. I'm not sure what a notebook is. Similar to a notebook. Half a page of this teeny little notebook I have in front of me. That first episode I spoke of took up the entire goddamn page because it was so bursting with things that happened in it that I wanted to mention because of their awesomeness. Because, well, that is what this podcast is about and does, really, is spreading of awesomeness. Bringing it back here to the Liberal Cube and saying, hey, I like this. If you have listened along and know things that I like and have liked similar things, you too will most likely like this. Huh? That's a theory. That is the theory, even, behind doing and saying some of the things that I do and say. There you go. The episode on October 23rd had Miss June Diane Ralphio, Ralphie, Raphael. I knew, <laughs> it's funny, I knew I was going to have a problem with that last last name, because I always thought it was June Diane Raphio. But Raphio is not really a common last name, whereas Raphael is. So I don't know why I thought of that. James Adomain, or Adomian. Oh God, I am... On a, and this guy, I know his name and have heard it said many times. James Adomain. Why do I think it's James Adomian? Ah, uh, really dropping the ball on names here. So thank you, Mike Lawrence, for your name. Much appreciated, you bearded, bearded gentleman. Uh, these three, once again, like in the past two episodes of this show, super, super funny. And I think you need for this show a special kind of funny which has to do with being quick-witted, which is just what these folks have all been. Not a one of them uh, stumbling for funny things to say. Make it look goddamn easy, and it is goddamn hard. Yeah, jealous much? Question mark? Yes, I am. Answered my own question. Ooh, I feel like I haven't done that in a while. And uh, I remember when I first started doing this podcast, I would ask a question and then quickly answer it by myself. I would do that all the time. I wonder why I stopped doing that. I miss it a little bit. Don't I? I do! So they started out with the sort of multiple choice questions of something popping up popping up on the screen, three choices, all of them funny, will pop up, and one of the funny choices will be true. Uh, the reason why I like that is is that quite often, in fact, just about every time, every single thing that pops up, is either could be true, or is so ridiculous that none of them can possibly be true, yet one of them is. Uh, I, I like that sort of uh, mocking of things. A very sophisticated mockery, I do believe. <laughs> they played one on this called Reddit Answer Me Anything. Um, Reddit has a, let's just call it a service, where occasionally 
someone, usually a famous folk, will come on and host a AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, where you can ask famous folk anything. I've done it. I've done it once, and I don't mean I'm famous and people ask me questions. No, uh, that is amusing to me. What I did do is go on and ask someone questions. That person was Mr. Bruce Campbell. And uh, he didn't answer my question. I don't remember what it was. On the brighter side of that sad note, at one point I tweeted Mr. Bruce Campbell a picture of my backyard. And he called it sexy as hell. The reason that worked is because uh, I noticed for some reason, and I don't know if this is an ongoing thing, people would send him sort of beautiful uh, panoramic pictures of like sunsets or forests or things like that. So uh, I sent him a picture of my extremely small backyard, which uh, I like for the reason that it's not a big lawn to cut or for that matter, any lawn to cut uh, as a sort of joke. And he calls it sexy as hell sarcastically, but uh, I still find it very, very amusing and now have a backyard that is Bruce Campbell approved, although sarcastically. Thus concludes that tangent. Oh boy. Tangents such as that may also be the reason that uh, I'm not going to have time to fit in all four of these episodes. Hmm. The good people over at At Midnight combed through some of these Ask Me Anythings on Reddit because they're all sort of posted there after they are completed. And uh, they looked for questions, ridiculous questions, asked of famous folk that were not answered. For the obvious reasons of their craziosity, they then asked the contestants to answer these ridiculous questions to great comedic effect. Yay. Uh, they did another, and some of the things were similar to this next one, which was give a Amazon review of, in this case, fart pants. Panties, I wrote. Fart panties. Panties is a funny word, and I feel like I have to really say it like that. Panties. Really smile when you're saying it to give it that full effect. And fart panties. Uh, doubly funny because they are panties in which you can fart and somehow, some way, I'm guessing perhaps using charcoal, uh, will filter out the smell of farts through the panties. <laughs> uh, and then the contestants wrote reviews on this product that is already funny, regardless of funny reviews. So that's basically double the amount of funny. The next game they played was one called FML, or YOLO. FML stands for Fuck My Life. YOLO, oh god, stands for You Only Live Once. A series of tweets, I believe they were, were they all from famous people? No, no, they were not in this case. Just a series of sort of random tweets, and then you have to guess how they would be hashtagged with either fuck my life or you only live once. What was an example? Um, <laughs> I think it was something along the lines of curling my mother's hair. Now, is that a sarcastic you only live once or a fuck my life because my life is horrible and I'm at home curling my own mother's hair? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I believe it was yellow, which has to be a sarcastic yellow in that case. 
there is a site that exists in which drunk texts are posted. <laughs> so they took some of those, which, again, funny in themselves, and then had these funny people respond funnily to this funny text. So uh, I think I'm sensing a sort of pattern here in that the they, and I'm using the television show they, they, the people over at At Midnight, who I assume is Chris Hardwick and writers and folk, will take things that exist that are already funny, in this case, drunk text, and then have funny people say funny things about them. So you are, in essence, doubling the funny. No wonder the show apparently is getting very, very good reviews, including this one, on this podcast right now. Sex toy or dog toy? <laughs> uh, I can't remember this one. <laughs> Sadly, sadly enough. You think a game called Sex Toy or Dog Toy you would remember. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember. It was reviews from Amazon of either a sex toy or a dog toy. And uh, you couldn't tell which is which, and some of them would have sort of double, double meanings. And strangely enough, in some of the cases, because they showed pictures of each, some of them looked like they could be either, uh, which is kind of creepy and scratch up kind of, and just say creepy. And then they ended the show as they sort of ended the last one with that hashtag wars that I mentioned this morning. So uh, in this case, it was turning television shows into fat television shows. For example, Chunky Brewster instead of Punky Brewster. Huh? 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 Uh, they, uh... They had some very, very good ones. The one I came up with that they, that didn't get used, and I think maybe just because it was a Canadian-only television show, I think possibly, was uh, Jake and the Fat Man. Now, the reason that one, I assume, is amusing and is because you don't have to do anything to it. It's already got... It's already been fattened up. And those are sort of your best examples for me. The ones that already are done for you. I think there was an example of one that was already done for you, actually. But uh, Jake and the Fat Man, yeah. You could call it Fat and the Fat Man, which really just doubles it up. Double the comedy? No. Okay, uh, last episode. Oh, uh, just on that note, these are on four days a week. So, uh, I'm going to have to, since I watch these all at once on the weekend watch these every single weekend. Four per weekend. So that's like living in a land of plenty for me. I'll just basically put this on and I've got two hours of super, super funny comedy to enjoy. Oh wait, you know what? I didn't even notice. Were these half hour long or an hour long? I think they were only half an hour. Time flew by that I forgot to count it. Okay, so the episode on October 24th had Kyle Kinane... Dion Cole, and Tom Lennon. Tom Lennon, uh, super, super funny dude. Well, they were all, again, sorry, I should say, all super funny dudes in this case. Uh, Tom Lennon, just one I know in particular from uh, Reno 911 and does the podcast rounds. And for me, people who do the podcast rounds have quite often, and in this case as well, given me very, very many examples of how funny they can be. And uh, he is a funny one, who is apparently a uh, executive producer on this show. 
So, uh, did he win? No, he didn't win, so at least they're not being sort of biased. And that's the other thing. There's no sort of cash prize or anything involved. It's just being able to say, you are the wiener. And uh, the funniest dude on the show for that particular day. Uh, it's interesting that he's the executive producer on this, too. I wonder uh, what sort of role he is performing. And my other thought on that is that perhaps they did have someone else, but uh, they canceled last minute. So because this guy was executive producer, he got to be on the show. Now, that being said, out of these three guys, I have, over the course of years had more laughs generated by him than the other two. Uh, uh, just more exposure to him, obviously. That being said, Kalkanane won, and I think was the clear winner of this particular episode. I'm pretty sure that is safe to say. Uh, Deanne Cole, also very funny. I think he has a talk show, like a late-night talk show, perhaps after Conan O'Brien. I think that is the case. So uh, I haven't had much chance to see his comedies, but what I have seen of it, very, very good. I kind of didn't write down as much of this because running out of room in said notepad and kind of new, and my prediction was correct that I would be running out of time. So what do I have here? Uh, I wrote that down the hashtag wars because that's sort of my favorite part of the show. It seems to be the part they do every episode. This one, it was bad cereals. And I don't mean, like, evil cereals. I mean cereals that would be disgusting. Uh, what was one? I'm trying to think of one. And I think it was Kyle Canaan's. It was something like uh, blister oats. <laughs> or oat blisters. Oat blisters. Oat blisters. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty gross as far as, uh, as, far as cereals are. Are concerned. <laughs> this is a, a very, very strange one game. We'll just call them games. Yeah, I suppose that's what they all are. In which you had to guess what the Iron Sheik, former WWF wrestler, the Iron Sheik, so that's a bit of a deep pull right there, what he said on his Twitter feed about various people. Did he say they were uh, the real? Or did he call them Jambronis? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why would you make that a game on your show? Uh, so idiots like me will laugh at its ridiculousness, I assume. <laughs> uh, uh, lastly, I've written down here is in the three words, this is another game, in three words, try to make Mr. Chris Hardwick host cringe. <laughs> Again, Kyle Kinane, I think, pulled ahead there with his edible kids' underwear. Or perhaps he said edible children's underwear. Yeah, I think it's creepier and cringier if you say children. Folks, uh, I had a lot of fun on this episode, which I suppose is not surprising, as it was talking about something that was a lot of fun. Hey! Double the fun. Double the funny? Question mark? Mm, I don't know. Audience participation time right before I wrap this up. If you have any hashtag wars examples you'd like to send me, I would love to hear from them. Tweet at me. I am Jundin. <laughs> Jundin? <laughs> oh my god. My name is now Jundin. Perhaps uh, I actually am from Pakistan, as I indicated 
this morning when talking of Command on Johnny. Oh, that's what you call a callback. And when you consider that it's been eight hours since I spoke of that, from my perspective, that's not a bad callback. I'm, uh, I'm a little proud of myself on that one. And I'm not often proud of myself, so, you know, Adam Corolla-style self-satisfied sniff there for you is. What was I saying? Oh, yes, uh, Jordan underscore Maywood would love to hear some of your hashtag wars examples of things I mentioned in the show, and I will retweet them. That is a guarantee. That will leave one final thing to say, which is, of course... It is nice to be nice to the nine. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, maywood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper